Love Talk Radio. Nothing But The Truth is our radio show that talks about relationships and the issues that can happen when trying to start one, trying to get out of one, or currently in one. We also talk about real issues that are going on between sexes and how to change it around. Are you trying to find Mr. and Mrs. Right and keep ending up with the loser? Are you trying to figure out why things keep going wrong? If you say yes, then you're at the right place. And nothing but the truth, we're going to give you truthful advice that will help you get the relationship you want to be in and maintain it. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, let me uh, talk to Mr. LeVon here. How are you doing today, Mr. LeVon? I'm doing great. That's good, that's good, that's good, man. I know a lot of people wanting to know what was going on in the early one-stop votes uh, for the state of North Carolina. We're going to talk about that on Fall of Men. So for y'all folks out there that's listening to Nothing But The Truth, tune in tonight at 8.30 as we talk about that with Mr. 910. Now, again, you can contact us. You can tune into the show by calling in. You can say you're listening. Or you can get into the conversation by calling 646-716-7911. Also, you can go to the website and you can go into the chat room. The chat room, well, how to get to the chat room is www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash nb underscore truth. Hit that up right there, and everything will go well. Now, today's subject, we're going to talk about domestic violence. Now, you know, a lot of people want to know what's going on, why is this happening to them. It's happened to a lot of females. I think guys can get it to as well. And I have a special guest out here. I was chopping it up with her. I believe he's Aggie, just like I am. And I wanted him to come in to talk about it because he has made a movie about it, basically. And I believe that it's, it's very important for us to talk about something serious. Sometimes it's all right to have fun and stuff, but other times it's time to be serious. And we also have downloaded clips of commercials with domestic violence. And you just want to let people know how some things can turn out to be, but let me go ahead and bring them in right now. Uh, 
Spike, are you there? What's happening? What's happening? Killer man, killer man. We ain't know what was going on today. Things are glitching up because uh, normally people tune in at six o'clock, but again, blog talk. You have to look at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, you know you you can't complain, man. You know what I'm saying it's it's an outlet, but I, I know you want stuff to be right, man. But I think uh, you know everyone has few problems here and there with the show, but, you know, the thing is, the, the word and the message just still gets out there, man. And, it, it, you know, it's, it's nothing but the truth, man. Yeah. <laughs> Try to give it to them. Yeah. Survival Scrolls. But let's talk about you. Let's talk about the movie that you have. I was listening. I was calling in earlier before the show started. I was listening to the commercial mm-hmm. on your, uh, I guess you want to call it on, on your voicemail. I was just curious. I mean, I, I checked out the, the trailer, and it's a mm-hmm. hot trailer. It makes people stop for a second because I let my uh, co-host, Mr. LeVon, look at it, and he paused, and I paused too, so I was just like, wow. So uh, this, this, just tell us about the movie and everything about it, you know. Well, I mean, the film is uh, it's called Victim of Circumstance, and uh, it, it's about a young lady. Uh, she's an aspiring model, and... Uh, and she's going through. She's first. She's dealing with the recent murder of her sister, and uh, she's trapped in, in an abusive relationship with her living boyfriend. And through, we follow her as she, you know, tries to pursue her goals and get out of this particular relationship. And then she meets the man of her dreams, who happens to own a, a magazine company and can really, you know, help her take her career to the next level. However, she brings them into this pre-existing. Uh, drama that she has going on in her life, and uh, we kind of watch what happens as as all of her worlds collide. And you know the thing about the film, yeah, it, it's dealing with abuse, but there's you know just the title, victim of circumstance. Um, all of the characters in the film are victims to their own circumstances. Like many times, people will have they make choices, and based upon your choices, will dictate. Uh, pretty much the outcomes of your life, you know, um, whether it's, it's if you're controlled by greed, um, whether it's drugs, whether it's abuse, um, whether it's uh, being promiscuous, you know, it, it, it could be womanizing, you know, and, and so these, these types of things, these choices that you make, you become a victim to your own circumstances. And, you know, the, that's what the movie, you know, it, it, it entails all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, in a, in a lot of our relationships out here, you know, I, I find that a lot of men and women will get involved in relationships and not be healed from the previous relationship. They just hop, you know, from one relationship to another, and they carry the baggage from this previous relationship into this next one, and it doesn't seem to work out. Yeah, that's true. I see that a lot in this area where Right now, I know it happens everywhere, but people I see it a lot. I talk to a lot of guys, chop it up with them, and they say it's like the woman that they talk to now has already got them uh, set up as far as saying, yeah, you like the other guy that I was with. I don't play that, things like that. And our girl now, I say, you got to be careful because if they bring a lot of baggage into the relationship like that, they're mm-hmm. already, it's already got you figured out. And I always oh, tell yeah. people, the door. Leave it at the door. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I mean, you know, right now we're doing screenings across the country with this particular film, man, to kind of raise the level of awareness about 
um, this whole domestic violence issue, um, as, as as well as uh, you know, pretty much set a, set a new trend, man. You know, we we're not walking down that that path that that golden red carpet that Hollywood lays out, man. Um, uh-huh. And we're just really taking a, a really grassroots approach to it, man. We got a lot of people uh, in the community um, that supporting the event. Uh, we, we've had, uh, you know, great uh, publicity from a lot of the different media outlets. And, uh, I mean, it's just been uh, it's something that needs to be talked about, and that's what we're doing. So we, we opened up uh, on March the 3rd in New York City. Uh, we just did a screening in Charlotte, North Carolina, on April the 24th. Uh, we're going to be doing another screening uh, May 23rd in Norfolk, Virginia, in downtown Norfolk at uh, Nauticus. And so, we, you know, we're going to have tickets available for that. And, you know, we got, you know, a lot of uh, supporters out there in, in that particular 757 area um, who is supporting the film. And, I mean, really, I mean, if, you know, we need people to come out and watch it. You know, people need to buy tickets. They need to come in and, and share because, you know, after each screening we're going to do uh, a Q&A, you know, with some domestic violence professionals, people who are working in the industry. And that seemed to work real well here, um, you know, and, and especially doing a Q&A with myself about the film and addressing some of those issues as related to domestic violence. And we even had one lady, you know, who shared her story um, at the uh, the screening on April 24th. And, I mean, it, it was real powerful, man. Yeah, wow, wow. Now, let me ask you this, man. Where did, because I want to talk about more about the film. You know, where was the location of the film in it? Um, we shot uh, on location in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, over the course of three months. And, uh, you know, within a variety of different locations uh, uh, throughout the city. And, uh, I mean, it, it, we just put it all together, and then uh, it took me about another uh, three months of uh, post-production, um, you know, to get it to, to where it is, where it, we're able to screen it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, that kind of looked like some people look like, you know, Charlotte, whatever. I mean, I know that's hard to tell, but, you know, I'm from Charlotte, too, so I tell a little bit. But, okay. I mean, let me ask you this. What, what really got you into this type of film. I mean, like, I know you could pick anything else. You know, it could have been a typical film, you know, talking about nothing really. But your movie really looks like it's got it's got something to it. You know what I'm saying? What made you get into a particular subject like this? Uh, well, actually, it's based on a true story, man, of um... – you know, something that happened while I was at uh, in college at North Carolina A&T. And it was a, a classmate of mine, um, you know, she uh, she confided in me that, you know, this type of situation was, was going on. And, well, really, she kind of put me in the middle of it, <laughs> you know, so to speak. You know, and uh, unbeknown, you know what I mean? So it's like... Uh, I kind of got pulled into it, and and at, and at the time I was uh, I was taking a screenwriting class uh, on campus, and I said, well, you know, um, I said, well, I might as well write a story about this because it was just it was just too impactful, man. Well, that threw you in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was crazy, man, because it was like um, you know the young lady was in my class, and you, you know like like. You think you know people, but you really don't know them. And then, 
asked. Uh, I, I uh, she invited me uh, to her apartment, and I, I went there. And uh, you know, when I got there, I, uh, you know, I noticed that there were um, items that were broken. You know, the panel, the door was broken. You know, the the couch was leaning. There was a couple holes in the wall. Uh, you know, so she, you know, she told me that, uh, you know, the guy broke into the house. She had put him out. He broke into the house. Had the power cut off. Had the phone cut off. He, um, uh, he cut off some of her hair. I mean, he just, I mean, he, he cut up her clothes, threw her clothes away. I mean, he just was really, you know, and the, the dude was just really just like totally abusing her, man. You know, telling her, you know, you're never gonna be anything. I think at the time she was a part of the uh, the dance team. And uh, and and you know I mean she was a bright young I mean beautiful girl beautiful girl very smart very intelligent and I was just amazed you know to see you know someone going through this type of stuff and it's like she was in my class so I used to see her you know like at least three days a week and then on Saturdays you see her on the field so you sitting there like you know you thinking you know this young lady is carrying on and conducting a a very normal life however it was far from that. Well, did she, uh, I, I had a friend like that too, but she never put me in a situation as far as that go. Did she ever explain to you why, how, how that really happened as far as, you know, I know it sounds kind of funny, it's just like someone approached a woman, hey, how you doing? Let me beat up. I know it doesn't go that way, but how did, how did it all apply as far as her being in a relationship as far as, as that, if she told you that? Well, I, I mean, I, I think it's like, uh, you know, and, and just doing research, you know, because, of, uh, you know, it's, it's, like I said, it's based on a true story, but in doing the research for it, uh, a lot of it, it boils down to economics, man. And, um, you know, it, it happens to a lot of people because they put, a lot of women, because they put themselves in situations, or, and it happens to men, too. I can't even say that it doesn't happen to, you know, men as well. But they put themselves in a situation where they're dependent on the other person, for the needs, you know, whether it's for, you know, shelter, whether it's for food, whether it's for clothing. And, I mean, you, you've seen, you know, I'm pretty sure you've been out and about, you know, you go to, you know, clubs or something, and, you know, and these young ladies are trying to get the bills paid, you know, or there's a guy out here and he's, uh, you know, he's trying to just, um, I guess, um, suck up on this woman. You know what I'm saying? You know, he doesn't want to work. And, you know, so it's like when, when things like that happen, it's like you're stuck in that particular situation. And, uh, and so it's hard to get away. And then once you start, you know, getting, uh, you know, your feelings and emotions in it, uh, it, it's, I guess it's really tough to get away. People be like, well, why don't you just leave? And I, I think it's more difficult than that because, you know, you just want to you want to give people, excuse me, the benefit of the doubt and an opportunity like, oh, well, it's not going to happen again. Well, some people may look at it as like they saw their parents being abused uh, and they feel like, okay, this is the way that this person is showing me that they love me. I mean, there's a, there's a variety of different reasons. And for other people, it's like that. You know, some some people like, you put your hands on me once, I'm gone. You know, but yeah. I, I, think, I, I think that it's a variety of, of different uh, factors that will uh, enable to, for someone to stay in that type of situation. Um, and it, it could just be, you know, their, their uh, emotions getting involved in it. Wow. Mr. LeVon, I know you're quiet over there. You got any thoughts over here to say? Yeah, I'm just listening to what he's saying. 
Has anything applied to you as far as a friend that might have been through a situation like that, Mr. LeVon? Well, I mean, I've known plenty of people that have been in abusive relationships. I grew up in a house full of women, so hell. And you know, women talk, and my mom, you know, she talked. We have a very good relationship with each other. We talk about everything and anything. And I remember, cause when I was a kid, um, she had been through some relationships too and had watched them. There was this one motherfucker I almost had to kill his ass, matter of fact, because he had abused my mother one time, and then he had the nerve to blame me and my sister for it. Over some real stupid, that's what happens a lot of times in abusive situations. Their reasoning often it becomes irrational. They start blaming you for simple stuff. Oh, you um the school bus today, so I had to beat your mother or some shit like that. Dumb shit, you know what I'm saying? So it's real crazy. It's a lot of stuff that attributes to it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now, I, I say the same thing, Spike, when it was uh, dealing with uh, as far as uh, folks dealing with a relationship. The girl that, too, she turned around real slowly to look at me because we was in equal class, and she told me that it's not so simple to get out of abusive relationships. She used to tell me some crazy stuff, crazy mm-hmm. stuff, and Talking about how her man used to drop the remote on her eye, it go Ooh. out. But I'm like, you serious? I said, how does he drop a remote on your eye? Did he throw it at your eye? And no, he dropped it. I guess he was scared to tell me the real thing. But now, mm-hmm. I guess they broke up. But they talking about they slowly gonna slowly gonna get back together. But I don't know. I just I keep my caution, you know, near people like that. And we have a lot of that going on where I stay at now in Greensboro because I stay in an apartment for right now. And a girl out there, and she was uh, just going to work, taking care of things, and someone said, hey, help me. They're screaming, right? So you look, you know, a stranger coming up to you, help me, and they looking like they got knocked out. You're going like, okay, what's wrong? He won't let me in. <laughs> She's like, we're locked. was locked out. I said, what you, what you mean, like, why don't you go to the apartment complex? But before I could say it, she told me, he wouldn't let me in. And then she's like, please call so I called the cops and stuff. Then this dude come out. Hey man, why you call the cops? It, it was it was crazy. I almost got pulled in, but make it bad. Make it so bad. She got back up with the dude, and they still together. So. Mm-mm-mm. Well, you know, the thing is too, man. It's, it's not only the physical abuse, man, because a lot of the mental and emotional turmoil that, that the victims go through, uh, it, it, it's ridiculous, man. Because you know you can. You can intimidate somebody, especially if someone has assaulted you like that. You know, y'all could be, you know, then this is just a scenario uh, that that could possibly happen. You know, let's say, for example, that a uh, young man has choked this young lady before, you know, and, you know, they're, they're having dinner and they're sitting across the table, and, you know, he, he's kind of doing his hands almost kind of like he was um, – he was choking her. You know what I mean? That type of intimidation, that type of mental um, abuse, I mean, goes a long way. I think it does a lot more damage sometimes than the actual physical as well. Um, there was another case, I mean, because, I, like I said, I did a lot of research um, in, in touching up the script. And, um, and there was another case. There was a young lady, uh, her husband, she had put her husband out, and um how it how it transpired is he, he would she had restraining orders on the guy, but she lived on a rural highway, so this was a public highway. So the guy would just drive up and down the highway, 
all day long. You know what I mean? And that type, living in that type of fear for this young lady did, I think, a lot more damage than, it, it, you know, maybe some of the physical stuff. But, you know, it, was, it didn't stop there. I mean, the guy would stay across the street from her house and dig graves. It, you know, and there was like a field across the street from her house, and he would dig graves and, you know, and tell her that he was going to put her and the kids in these particular graves. And I'm, I'm just, I mean, as she was telling me the story, I was just really like, blown away by it. And, uh, and then, you know, eventually, I mean, now, you know, what, what eventually happened was uh, she had a 17-year-old daughter, and I, I guess um, the dude that broke into the house, the daughter came home early from school. She was coming home uh, to pick up the daughter because I think she was about to graduate from high school, and they were going to, she wanted to go in the Army, so she was going to take her down to the Army recruiter place. And at this particular time, uh, the husband had already broken into the house. He killed the daughter. And uh, when she came in to the house, you know, to kind of check on her to see what was going on, you know, so they could, you know, go out on their, their adventure, uh, he, as soon as she walked through the door, uh, he cut her across her neck with a knife. And she kind of passed out. Huh? You serious? He cut her across the neck? He cut across the neck with a knife. Yeah. Uh, so she has a long gash on her neck um, mm-hmm. right now. Um, and uh, and the guy, um, I don't know, she said she kind of blacked out, and eventually she got up. She lived, maybe, and this is the crazy thing, man, she lived 150 feet away from a police station, and she kept telling the police over and over about, you know, what was going on, and uh, and they never did anything about it. And eventually, yeah, some kind of way she got away and, uh, you know, and ran to the police station, you know, bleeding, and, they, you know, they helped her out. The guy escaped. Four days later, uh, he set himself on fire. You know, so yeah, yeah, it, 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 you know, it's it's a lot of stuff going on, and I mean, the lady, lady, she she actually still she survived it. You know, like I said, her daughter, her daughter, uh, her daughter died, but um, you know, and she she lives right there in Winston Salem. Oh man, that's some crazy stuff. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you probably know because you were looking at the stats and stuff that you know that more than ten percent of the U.S. population is affected by this. Some people consider it. As a disease, domestic violence. What do you think about that? Well, as far as the, the CDC came out and say that the Center of, of, of Disease Control, they mm-hmm. came out. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the thing about it is, man, you can look at the stats and stuff, but this is the type of crime. It, it doesn't go. It goes unreported. You know, um, a lot of people never confront all of the altercations or all of the situations of domestic violence, and uh, and. You know, like I say, I had an opportunity being that we're partnering with the different screenings that we're doing. We're partnering with, you know, domestic violence organizations. Uh, you know, I had a, an opportunity to just sit down and, and talk to them about a lot of these uh, different cases that, that, are, that are out here. And, you know, the thing about it is they were saying that a lot of the men won't come forward when they're uh, in a uh, – domestic violence relationship because a lot of the time they have to explain these types of situations to a room full of women and it may it provides an uncomfortable experience for them but not only that you know it's hard for the women to come forth as well you know what i mean because they don't want to you know be viewed in that particular i don't know what it what it is that may keep them from reporting this but you know this particular crime but most of the crime most of the time goes unreported yeah, I mean, 
Like, heck, I told a girl that was in my class, she was like, uh, I'm scared. I'm like, have you told your mom? She was like, what can my mom do? What about your father? He won't understand. You got any brothers, cousins? No, why don't you call police? He'll find out. Things like that. So, I mean, I don't know. Some people like it, too. I'm not going to lie. Talk to people, say they like the person to hit on them. What do you mm-hmm. think of type of people as far as they saying that's real love when someone hits you? Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, it, love ain't got nothing to do with that, man. Love, love shouldn't hurt. You know what I'm saying? I mean, love shouldn't hurt at all, man. Um, you, you know, we got uh, we, we're doing uh, at the at the screenings. We got these bracelets that were given to me um, by the Domestic Violence uh, Advocacy Council, and it says "Domestic Violence, no excuse." You know, and I mean, there there are no excuses um, for this. You know, the, it, it, I mean, you don't have to put your hands on somebody. You know, I tell people all the time, everything that you learned in life, you learned it when you were in kindergarten. And yeah. it's like, you know, keep your hands to yourself. Follow directions. You know, just, just the little simple basic stuff, man, that carries you, you know, through life. That that right there provides the foundation for, for who you are in those early stages. And I think... You know, some people may have grown up in abusive homes. Some people may have grown up, you know, in homes where where, where there was a lot of drug abuse and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that they have to be that particular way. It's a choice, you know. But some people may feel like that that violence is right. Wow, yeah. You know. You're right. You're right. You're 100 on that. I agree with you on that. Mr. LeVon, what you got to say about that? Like, I mean, sort of, I definitely agree in some cases. Um, I guess when we look at difficult issues like this, we got to realize for some people that love, and in general, love is a neologism to me. In other words, it only has uh, meaning relevant to the person and their experiences. Each form of love that they come to understand can vary, and that directly contradict our own perceptions of what we think love should be. And we talk about how love shouldn't hurt, but in a lot of times there's people that, go through very painful relationships, and that's all they're used to. Um, I, I read a short story um, in a class time, and it was about a woman who loved a guy who was abusing her, and she talked about how that sort of love for her and everything, and the lady started talking about, oh, yeah, they'd be going through, they'd be getting beat up because that man loved them or something like that. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm looking at these girls, two faces as hell, knowing that they are not going to sit there and get their ass beat and call that shit love. No. 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 It's yeah, it's totally situational when you look at those kind of colors. It's sad that it, become, it can become so distorted and unhealthy when you look at it as a, something you know beneficial when you look at abusive relationships and things like that. But that's just what some people are attracted to. Yeah. Yeah, hello. I don't know if you uh, know about the other guy, uh, I forgot his name, but he did a diary of an angry black man. Uh, uh-huh. He was basically pointing out something like they were, they had a situation with domestic abuse in a relationship, and a woman was telling her husband, which was from from uh, Haiti, he was in Fat Girls, the actor, I don't know if y'all know who I'm talking about, but anyway, it was the main star back then right there as well. She was telling him that that girl was getting beat up because that's what she wanted. And she's like, you know, I was taught that, you know, basically, it felt, you know, that's how a man supposed to love a person. 
you know, show how he loves a woman by hitting on him. I'm like, I don't know. And she almost got the man to hit on her when she was telling them the situation. Later on, she started going crazy, getting real crazy, and she like, come on, hit me, hit me, come on. And he was like, you know what, it, it ain't even worth it. I'm not even trying to get in trouble. And she got mad, talking about he was a punk because he didn't hit her. I'm thinking that's crazy. I don't know about y'all, but that's what I'm thinking. But I have a clip for you, spite of a commercial that we got from YouTube in Canada with domestic violence. They don't show stuff like this in America, but they really show it over there in other countries. You know, Canada's just up north from us, but you don't mind if I play it, do you? No. Okay, I want y'all to listen to it, because me and Mr. LeVon looked at this. It was shocking. But let's mm-hmm. listen to it and be shocking. Let's hold yeah, on. Yeah, let's do it. situation was the guy took his kids out to eat and he wanted some coffee, I guess. I guess it was at breakfast and she well, poured coffee but spilled over, right? And, and got mm-hmm. on, on him but just spilled over and he just wasn't cool and she was saying she was sorry. And he just went up and grabbed her by her throat and threw her onto the table and poured mm. coffee all over her body. It's how does it mm. feel? How does it feel? So at the end, the man, the narrator is like, you wouldn't. It, Something that you did like that, you wouldn't get away because everyone's watching. What makes you think you're going to do it at home? So y'all better think about it, he was saying. But, mm. I mean, you heard the noise. What did you think about it? I mean, as far as this going on, I mean, we don't even have commercials like that really anymore. Well, I mean, I think you need to see somebody needs to, you know, kind of push that whole uh, advertising effort, you know. Because, I, I mean, I can remember back in the day seeing that Say No to Drugs commercial, and I'm pretty sure most people saw it too, where, uh, you know, it was a frying pan, and then, you know, it was like, uh, you know, a guy had an egg, and he put the egg out there, and it's like, you know, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. You know, I mean, I still remember that particular, you know, commercial. And I think that... Uh, you know, if we if we start to put out, you know, public service announcements about that um, particular situation, then you know maybe that'll help curb it. You know. Yeah, because I don't see them anymore. Like, like you heard, this was a real commercial. This dude say, um, he say fuck and say bitch all in this commercial. You don't want to hear that in any commercials in America, but I mean, it don't have to be that graphic as far as the language was going. But as what he. If you look on YouTube and type in uh, domestic abuse coffee, you will see what I saw, and you'll be like, man, wow, did this dude really do this? I think you spill my coffee. That's the name of the uh, title if you look it up on YouTube, folks. But, yeah, I mean, right there, when me me and Mr. LeVon looked at that, we was like, pause, everything stopped. I was like, no, this this can't be happening. You serious? But that was, that was giving a demonstration of what could happen because the woman was just all messed up after that happened. 
as far as the acting was going. But I think they do need to start upping it up as far as domestic violence goes because, I mean, that's really bad about how people get hurt up and stuff because it's not worth your life. A lot of people stay because they're thinking that's real love, and then they get isolated, like uh, Sassy was saying in the chat room here, as far as people thinking, I can't do I can't do this and that. Because, you know, they do isolate you from your family and friends. Because the, the reason why they would do that so they can have that control over you, make sure you can't go nowhere, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's, it's pretty bad. But you don't mind we talking about the theories. I have some theories that I was looking up here. Uh, Mr. LeVon, do you have your theory sheet with you? Um, what was it about, about the violence against men or something? It's, it's after that page. It says theory. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Um, okay. You you, can you go through the names, or I guess the, the name of the, the theories for domestic violence? All right. Okay. Um, what it says here, there's um, a lot of different theories to the cause of domestic violence. Um these are these are also psychological theories that consider personality traits and characteristics of the offender. Social theories, which consider um, external factors in the offender's environment, um, like family structure, you know, social learning. There's a lot of stuff. Um, psychological theories they mainly um, deal with personality traits and the mental characteristics of the um, offender that's doing a lot of the abuse. They include um, sudden bursts of anger, poor impulse control, poor self-esteem. And then there's um, theories like in psychotherapy, um, I mean, excuse me, psychopathology and other personality disorders um, are actors. That's what they consider, say that um, abuse experienced as a child leads them to be more violent as adults. Um, Students, I mean, studies have found high incidences of psychopathy amongst abusers. And there was a um, terrorist named Dutton who um, suggested a psychological profile of men who abuse their wives, arguing that they have borderline personalities. In other words, they're sort of close to being psychotic and neurotic, but they're not exactly there. They're in the little area. And they believe that those kinds of personalities are developed early in life. Um, a psychologist um, named Gels suggests that psychological um, theories are limited, and he points out how researchers have found that only 10% or less actually fit the psychological profile that the other guy um, assumed was accurate. He argues um, that social factors are more important, while personality traits, mental illnesses, or psychopathy, they're lesser factors. What do you think and, about and, that? And, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Spike, what do you think about that for the psychological? As far as the psychological, man, you know, the thing is, and um, I do want to do a documentary on that uh, where I can go and take it a little deeper um, into the psychological effects of of why someone would want to abuse someone. And, you know, I I think in in doing this particular film, Victim of Circumstance, I learned so much uh, about it because, you know, me personally, I'm actually playing the abuser, but I have never hit a woman in my life. So, you know, I had to kind of, you know, dig deep and, and go into the trenches and, and, and kind of psychologically profile someone what would make them want to do this. I mean, it could be, you know, their own insecurities with themselves. You know, they all the, the old adage, misery loves company. 
you know, so because I'm miserable and I don't like things about myself, I'm going to do certain things to you to make your life uncomfortable as well. Um, I mean, I think, I think you know, those theories are, are you know, right on, you know. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of reasons why someone uh, would possibly abuse somebody, you know. I mean, I don't think that, it, you know, it holds true, and it's, it's just what it is. They're, they're theories. It's somebody's opinion on the way that they see the particular situation, you know. But until you actually sit down and, and talk to you know, someone in action abuse. Some people feel like violence is right. Like, I mean, if someone was to hit you, would you hit them back? You know what I mean? Would you walk away? You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I guess people would say violence in any form um, is wrong. But if we live in a society where that's how we that's how it's supposed to be. You know, what I mean, just look at the United States. You know, we 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 fight other people's battles. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know they 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 if you go to the cartoons and look at the cartoons, they're very violent. You know, I used to watch Tom and Jerry all the time. That's a very violent cartoon. You know what I mean? And you watch, you sit there and you think about this from the time that you were four years old to the time that you were eleven. You sit there and you're watching this all day, every day. Tom and Jerry, the Road Runner, Wiley Coyote. You know what I mean? These are very violent cartoons. You know, so yeah, you 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 get programmed into that mode where you feel like violence is okay. You know what I mean? Then listen to the hip hop music. Listen, look at the movies. You know what I mean? That's all they talk about is being violent. Do they have to talk about these things? No, but they do. And this is what we're exposed to. You know, because whatever you feed your mind, that's what you're gonna get out. You know what I mean? It's just like, um, you know, you 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 put good things into your body. You're going, to, you're going to produce, you know what I'm saying, good thoughts, good actions, or what have you. But if you put these, you know, negative or bad things into your body, that's what you're going to get out. You know, and I kind of show it in the movie because before um, the, the the boyfriend abuses the girl, he's watching, like, you know, a channel like BET. He's watching a music video where the women are being disrespected and, you know, and they're, they're being groped and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it makes him want to, you know, yo, come here. What, what's, ah, uh, nah, I know you, 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 you got more respect than that. I said, come here. You know what I mean? And, and it leads into an altercation between the two. You know what I mean? So I, I think that a lot of people get programmed on the things that they, they, they see because, you know, without a doubt, you know, television, the radio, and now the Internet, I mean, it, it, it's very influential in persuading people and, and shaping perceptions about and how to feel about certain things. Yeah, you're right on that. You're right on that, Coach. I told Mr. LeBron, I told Mr. 910, who's not in for right now, that a lot of stuff that people look at, it's not always good because people out here that's in TV land, you know, most of them out there trying to make money. Even the news companies will put stuff out there knowing it's not true just to get you to come and watch their shows. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, news supposed to be telling accurate stuff, and now these days it's not even bad. It's about who's going to out-top someone. Can you beat Fox or can you beat CNN, things like that? Yeah, I mm-hmm. think it's, it's, they they try to tell people who they should date, what they should eat, how they should dress, how they should live, and when they really don't live that way. Mm. Yeah, I, I noticed in some movies back in the day that uh, me and my homeboys were talking about, like, uh, they used to smack women in movies. Now they don't really smack them, smack them, which is good. But now you got people out there that still disrespect women. 
And they got guys out here. They showing guys, look, this is the only way you can get a woman. This is how you keep them in check. When it's really not all about that, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you got to come off with your boots and hit a woman, not worth it. I just say, you know, the best thing to do is come off with your mouth. Look, I'm not going to have any disrespect or anything. If you can't handle that, then we don't need to be together. But some people don't see it that way. They say, no, that's too easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the next one here, Mr. LeVon. What you got for uh, resource theory? All right. Um, that's for the sociological theories that they've, um, put, you know, offered to try to explain how domestic violence occurs. Resource theory was suggested by William Good in 1971, and he said that women who are most dependent upon the spouse for economic well-being um, have, and they have children to take care of. If they leave the marriage, it increases the financial burden, therefore making it very difficult for them to leave the relationship. And basically, dependency you know, naturally refers to them having fewer options and resources for them to cope with, change their um Spouses behave, therefore, couples that share power equally experience lower incidences of conflict. And when conflict does arise, they're less likely to resort to violence compared to, you know, spouse who has control and power in a relationship. And then that spouse, that, you know, includes coercion, emotional abuse, and um, sort of and then just blaming us out of context, um, blaming children, talking about how they're going to take them away or be, you know, some dictator, if you will, a mess. That's about it for resource theory. Yeah, yeah it's some crazy stuff right there. I don't know if you heard all that. What did you think about that as far as uh, the thing to coerce or threat people as far as intimidation, emotional abuse, and economic abuse. What did you think about that fight? Well, I know you put that a lot in your movie. That's why yeah, I yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that just goes on to what I was talking about earlier. You know, I mean, it just, I mean, it backs up, you know, everything that I was saying um, about a lot of it. It, be, it becomes a matter of, of economics. It becomes an issue of control. It becomes, you know, uh, you know, some people may look at the opposite sex as being inferior, and that's why they do that type, those types of things, man. You know, and I mean, it, it's not right, it's not fair, um, but it, I mean, it, it's definitely something that happens. And I think, you know, a lot of times people get in relationships, they the other person will show you how they are. You know, if you choose to disregard it and, and not pay attention to it, then that's up to you. But, you know, in the beginning, I mean, because if someone is an abuser, nine times out of ten, man, they can't hide, you know, that, that their, um, their willingness to control. And, 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 you know, they might do it in the beginning, you know, from a playing standpoint, you know, like they're playing. But, you know, there's just something about it that you know that is just not right, you know what I mean? So I think a lot of times, man, people show you signs of about who they are, you know, and, and we just disregard it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Now, folks out there, if you would like to call in, ask any questions, I know a lot of people are listening because we do have people listening. We had, like, a record yesterday or what well, today as far as 400 people tuning in, which was 
probably shocking to us because it hasn't been like that for quite a time. But call in, folks. Call in now. The number is 646-716-7911. You come up here, chop it up with us. Just let us know you're listening. Come into the chat room and, and talk to us. But you're right, man. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going on with these people that have issues. Now, now one thing I want to talk to you about is the factor, one of the factors as far as alcohol. How does alcohol play a factor as far as domestic violence takes place? Oh, man. I mean, drugs and alcohol, that just compounds it, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, with anything, you know, stuff like that lowers lowers your inhibitions and, you know, makes people do things, I guess, that maybe in their character, maybe they, they wanted to do, but now they have an, an excuse to do it. And, uh, you know, so it, it gives it gives that it lowers, I guess, the threshold for rational thinking, almost, and, and kind of gives people a green light in order to you know do what they do. You know, not not just even from, not even from an abusive standpoint, man. I mean, just you know, people will make bad decisions, man, when 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 you compound it with drugs and and alcohol and you know and things like that, man. So. Um, yeah, I mean it's, it's prevalent. I know a lot of the cases that I studied um, that was involved, and then even from a flip side of it, um, there was a guy. He was actually getting abused by his wife, and she didn't like the fact that he drank alcohol. You know, and he would always come home. He would always come home drunk, and every time he would come home drunk. Um, she would beat him. I mean, she broke his nose, she broke his ribs, she broke his arms, and and it got to the point where um, actually it cost him his life. You know what I mean? He he, he came home drunk, um, and he went. You know, he was um, he was in the bathroom, sat on the toilet, and uh, she shot him with a twelve gauge shotgun while he was sitting on the toilet. Man, damn, damn, man, damn, it's crazy, man. That sounds like something off snap. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, these are real cases, though, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I, I mean, I've researched and i study. There are a lot of cases of this stuff, man. And, I mean, it's just, you know, beyond your wildest imagination of some of this stuff. I mean, you know, it, it's impossible. There's no way in the world I could just, you know, think up this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? This is this is just stuff that I looked at, you know what I mean, from from doing the research for this particular film, man. And what I noticed, man, is like here in Charlotte, North Carolina, Mecklenburg County has the highest rate of domestic violence homicide. That, that's what kind of – I mean, I, had, I wrote this script back in 2002, man, and it was just sitting on my computer. And, and I said, you know what, I, I got to do something about it because I really wanted to make the movie – and uh, and I was just, I guess my own procrastination, like, okay, I'm going to wait for the right time. I'm going to wait for the right time. Because I worked in radio. I worked in radio for, like, five years, man. And um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm, I was caught up in the hustle and bustle of the day-to-day things. And, and I started to hear more and more cases of, you know, domestic violence. I mean, right here in Charlotte. And I'm like, I mean, it was like, it, there was one week, man, it was like three murders. You know what I mean? Dude kills his husband. You know, I mean, dude kills his wife. And uh, and I'm sitting there, like, just in total amazement, man. Or, you know, kill, dude kills his wife and kills himself. You know, and I'm sitting there like, man, this Heard is about three. That. Yeah, it was three in one week. Well, I mean, well, it was it one that a guy took place around in Kingstown, North Carolina, 
As far as mm-hmm. you see, yeah, my mom told me about that. I think my mom knew that person. See, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was just I mean, it was just so many cases. Didn't I? I mean, like recently, there was a young lady uh, that was going to school at UNC Charlotte. Her husband killed her. Um, you know, so I mean, it, it's something that it just. Um, that's just prevalent in the community. There was another uh, situation that they had recently, man. It was like right around the big, as the new year changed, man. I think it was like might have been like three or four days into the new year, man, and they found this girl's uh, body uh, chopped up behind a hotel. And then, you know, eventually when they found out, you know, it was, you know, they they found out that it was a domestic violence uh, situation. Oh. Damn, LeVon, what do you got to say about this, man? I, I know you got something to say, man. What do you got to say, man? Well, let's see here. Um, I mean, it's just, just interesting just seeing how there's so many different things that can cause people to do abusive things in life, um, especially this resource theory. I like a lot of the sociological theories a lot better than most of the psychoanalytic ones because most of those take a Freudian approach in which they assume that about everything that is wrong with an adult happens because of some bad relationship with their parents in childhood. And I've known many abusive individuals who've had great relationships with their mother, totally respected them, look at them like angels, but would treat their girlfriends like shit. I mean, this is one guy, um, he was telling me about this girl he was talking to, and she was in this relationship with this abusive guy. And she has a kid by him. And you want to know what's so funny? The um the child is so used to the gum, and child is so used and aware of the guy abusing his mother. But the child, I mean, not even two years old yet, refers to his mother as a bitch. Doesn't call her by her first um her first name or anything. Just mm. calls her bitch. Damn. Exactly. That's how society goes. And yeah, I definitely like this resource theory because um. Just seeing some of the individuals I've known in relationships, money is one of the biggest ways that men will try to assert dominance over a woman based upon their income. I remember I talked about on an order show with you, I'm Evan, about that guy that I was trying to get his ex-wife to pay him child support when he was making twice as much money as she was, mm-hmm. you know, and he was claiming taxes when the child was living with her, all this other stuff. You know how they do. Um, and that's pretty much how it is. It's one of the biggest ways to, like, control a person and lock them in those situations forever is by making them dependent upon them financially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell them to get Right. <laughs> because some girls are like, you know, I'm looking for a sugar day because, you know, I went to A&T, too, and I thought, I mean, when I was there, I was there from 2001 all the way to 2006. And I talked to some of the girls, and I said, what you plan on doing with your degree? She was some of them like, I don't plan on doing nothing with it. I plan on finding me a sugar daddy, and that would be taken care of. And I'm like, you better be careful what you wish for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, then, too, man, it's like this, man. Um, and, and I think we, we show this in, in the film as well. Um, you know, like I said, it, it's, it's about the, the choices that we make. Um, but more importantly, you know, like, you know, women address themselves in a certain way, 
And it's like, you you know, is it right for guys to grope you and assault you because you just like that? No, but it's like you're inviting because that's what you're advertising. You know, so if you're dressing around, if you're dressing and you're looking like a hooker, you're going to get treated like a hooker. If you look like a whore, they're going to treat you like a whore. And, you know, it's just, I mean, that's just the way it goes. So you can be sexy without you know, showing your body or having your butt cheeks hanging out of your shorts or, you know, I mean, there's, there's, you don't have to be, you don't have to dress like that. But don't get mad when, when people treat you a certain way because this is what you're advertising, you know what I mean? So you're inviting them to treat you that way. Is it right that that happens? No. And they know that this happens because it's not, okay, it's like wisdom comes from, uh, it's just like if you take each other with your hat, don't take this to over again. You know what I'm saying? So, but if, if we got the week, you know what I mean? This is how you continuously, you know, carry yourself. Uh, you know, this is how you continuously um, look at yourself. Then how can, if you don't respect yourself, how can you expect other people to respect you? Yeah, that's true. That's so true right there. Um, one girl told me this. She wanted me now. It wasn't no domestic abuse thing going on. But she wanted someone to have unprotected sex with her. That's how she said she got down. And she said, like, she got, like, four dudes like that. And I, I'm the type to use a condom, you know. She, after I messed with her, she turned around and told me this, all the stuff she did. Like, yeah, I do this. I want you to do it this way. Like, damn. I was like, hey, I don't know, you know. And she was saying she liked me because I showed her respect. And I said, you supposed to respect your body. I mean, come on. <laughs> Why are you going to uh, throw yourself out there? Kind of love. It feels that way. But she talked about she liked how someone respected her, but she didn't have the respect for her own self. So you're right. That, that right. makes it very scary. Yeah. Like, uh, I, you know, I did a show uh, a couple months back, and the, the young lady that I was telling you about where her, her husband was uh, digging in graves across the street from her house, you know, actually brought her on the show. Uh, and she's going to be a part of the documentary that we do. Uh, that's going to be one of the cases that we, we show. Uh, and her name is uh, Vanetta Cockerham. And we had a we had a great show that night. And I uh, believe uh, uh, one of my good friends, uh, Miss Keisha, from all the way from Canada, uh, she's uh, – She's uh, up in the chat room. You know, she did participate that night. Uh, so she has some great things to say um, about the whole issue of domestic violence. Please call in. Call in. <laughs> hmm. You know, but uh, uh, the thing is, um, you know, this, this is something that has to stop, man. And, and this film, um, we're looking to curb it. Um, you know, and, and raise awareness about it and, and see what we can do on our end in order to, you know, stop this particular situation. So, you know, we're going to be doing a screening, like I said, May 23rd. I do plan on coming to Greensboro with it. I don't know um, exactly when. No. Uh, um, let, us, but, let us know if you, you come to Greensboro so we can throw it up and let people know. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. Um, I was thinking maybe doing something uh, around homecoming time. I mean, we're planning a college tour, you know, for the fall so that we can get up on the college campuses, man, and, and, and bring this issue to light. You know, being that it did happen on a college campus, you know, we, we, we definitely want to start there, man, because, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of young ladies and young men, this is their first time being away from home, and they can get caught up in those types of situations and never say anything about it to anybody. And, um, and and then the, and the sad thing about it, man, a lot of the cases end up with the females dying, man. And uh, and we don't want that type of thing to happen, man. So we want people to be aware about it, know there's a problem, and, and know the appropriate channels to go to, you know, when you're confronted with those types of situations. And and even and even though you go through, you know, the, an abusive relationship like that, that doesn't mean that your life has to stop, you know, so, because some people feel like it's hard to move on and move forward with your life, you know, and that's what we're showing. You know, you got to have hope. You got to have hope and know that, you know, even through it all, all of the experiences that you've gone through, you can still accomplish what you want to accomplish. I mean, look at Oprah. Oprah Winfrey, you know, she was molested, you know, raped, uh, been, you know, sexually assaulted, you know, whatever you want to call it. And, I mean, but she didn't let that, that stop her. So it's like, you know, you have to you have to realize that, yes, there are people who can help you get through those particular situations, and no one can change the fact that these types of things happen to you, but maybe you went through that experience in order so that you can help somebody else out, so that you can help you know, prevent them from going through those types of situations. I mean, I, I look at it like, why did I get caught in this situation? Because it could have went a whole lot of different ways. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But I was able to walk away from it and, and tell this particular story. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Now, folks, I know we've got two minutes to go, so I would like for Spike to go ahead and give out all this information so people can get in there and uh, Check out the trailer. Check out your MySpace page. You know, let people get informed here. Right. Well, I mean, you can go uh, to triple w myspace dot com backslash skebo films. That's S K E E B O F I L M S. And um, you know, if, if I mean, if any, we're gonna be doing some uh, some workshops here. I saw a young lady. You know, she made a comment. She needed some help with the film. You know, we're gonna be doing some workshops here. Some acting for the camera workshops. Maybe some directing stuff as well. And. Um, you know, so that we can help people develop, you know, develop their projects and stuff, man. So um, you can shoot me an email, uh, Spike Spielberg at yahoo.com. That's S-P-I-L-L-B-E-R-G, just like you spill a drink, at yahoo.com, Spike Spielberg at yahoo.com. So, um, like I said, we're going to be doing a screening uh, in, in Norfolk, Virginia, on uh, May the 23rd, you know, love everybody to support it. I mean, he, even if you can't make it, you might know somebody in that area, you know, buy some tickets. You can shoot me an email. I'll mail you the tickets in the mail. Um, they are going to be available online here soon. And, uh, I mean, we're just going to keep making it do what it do, like Ray Charles say, baby. <laughs> now, folks, uh, you can also listen to the show anytime you want to by going to www.blogtalkradio.com dot com forward slash nb underscore true forward slash speed you get all the shows particularly this one right here now folks out there that's also listening that would like to participate and help promote the show which i know a lot of people are you can basically go back to my website here again on blog talk copy and paste the audio player 
or the little icon as Blog Talk go and let people know about this show so we can keep promoting and help one another out here. We want to get people a form. We want to get people educated, especially about domestic violence, because that's, that's not nothing to play around with. It's very, very serious. And um, the voicemail, if you want to talk about the show, the voicemail number is 641-715-3900, extension 33271-POUND. And there's an email, nb underscore truth at yahoo.com. Check us out there and let us know what you think about the show or anything else in particular if you have any questions. And tonight we are going to be on in 30 more minutes for Fallen Man. Fallen Man is on the website www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Fallen Man. And we're going to talk about part two of why there is so much against black women when there are um, so many other races out here going after black men. But till then, oh, I hope y'all tune in and listen. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I ain't even said nothing about my show, man. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, we weeknights at, weeknights at 9, 9 o'clock now, man. Uh, you know, Spike Spielberg live for the director's chair. So, you know, check us out. On the blog talk, man, and uh, we're also going to be uh, simulcast on uh, worldwide radio. So you know you can click on the link from off of the MySpace page um, to get to that, man. But I appreciate y'all having me on the show tonight, man. And uh, you know, anytime, man. You know, drop me a line, brother. All right, then. All right. I appreciate everyone listening. In. We're gonna come back next week. We're gonna have a special friend here. Uh, I think her name is Miss Picasso. Dr. Picasso, I'm trying to pick up her page here on my computer. Yes, we're going to have Coach Picasso, May 11th. She's going to talk about having positive reinforcements in your life to accomplish your goals that you wish to achieve. Y'all need to get your minds right. Stop hanging around bum-ass people who tell you you can't make things happen. Get your mind together. Get your money right. Make your dreams come true. It's time. It's now. Time to make a change, like Obama said. But other than that, I appreciate everyone uh, coming to the show. Thank you, Spike, for coming to the show. Thank you, no listeners problem. out Because uh, we're going to keep on flowing straight from the Spock Scrolls, and we're going to keep it real. But other than that, thank you, and God bless, everyone.